Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good day, everyone. This is Tony Moskow with your high school sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We have a fantastic quarterback group this year in Southern California. And joining me today is who I consider one of the best quarterbacks out of that group. Comes from the quarterback factory at Hart High School, Zach Johnson. Zach, thanks for joining me here on Believe. Thanks for having me. You're in your second year starting. And being a quarterback at Hart High School is something special because of the history there. There were something like 15 all-CIF quarterbacks in a row, multiple D1 guys, NFL guys. You go back to Jim Bonds, Mike Kachika, David Neal, Kyle Bowler, Matt Moore, Sean Norton, Nick Moore, Kyle Matter. And now we throw Zach Johnson into that list. What's it like being the quarterback at Hart High School? And do you feel that there's pressure to carry on that legacy? Um, I don't really feel like there's any pressure um, to carry on um, the legacy that they left. I think that um, I'm very fortunate to uh, get the opportunity to play um, under a coach who has coached um, so many great quarterbacks uh, like Coach Harrington has. Um, And I feel very fortunate to be in an offense that um, allows so well for the quarterbacks to succeed. Um, And I think that's just been proven over and over again. you know, in the past 30 years that, um, that this offense, you know, it, go, it goes well for the quarterbacks uh, for sure, because we get a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, stretch the ball downfield um, and then really, you know, hit open receivers. So um, I think, I don't think that there's really any pressure. Um, I think that I just look at it as a tremendous opportunity. Um, and I'm very thankful for the fact that I get to play um, in an offense that uh, allows the quarterbacks to succeed. You mentioned Mike Carrington, but this offense was started by his youngest brother, Dean, who now you're a little bit too young to remember the USFL and the Houston Gamblers and the run and shoot offense. And I remember talking to Dean, reading an article about how he saw that. And he said, wait a minute, I can do that. And I consider Dean one of the best quarterback coaches out there. Mm -hmm. And he's been working with you for a long time. Yes. What's it been like working with, with him? Uh, it has been incredible. Um, he's taught me uh, how to play quarterback since I was seven years old. Um, and, and he really um, shaped me into the quarterback that I am now. Um, I've learned everything that I know about being a quarterback, um, everything I know about my footwork, mechanics, uh, defenses, routes, things like that. Um, everything that I know um, started with him. And, and he really um, built that base foundation for me. And, um, and has you know he's been my quarterback ever quarterback coach ever since, um, and he's just continued to be um, a, a great coach to me, a great mentor too. Um, and and I've really learned you know I, I'm the quarterback that I am today because of him, and I don't believe that I would be in this position without him. And and so are a lot of other guys. What are the most important things that he's taught you about being a quarterback when you can look back and say? When I started with him, I had no idea about that. Now you look back and think, wow, now I understand why we did that or why he taught me that. Right. I, honestly, I really believe that it is. Uh, it just comes down to the basic things. 
the things that nobody wants to practice, but the things that um, really, if you do well, will separate you from all the other quarterbacks. Being able to do simple things like making sure your three-step and five-step drops are, are really clean and crisp and they're the same every time. Um, you know, making sure you're transferring your weight, uh, making sure you're, you're keeping your release short, making sure your step isn't too long, things like that. Um, he, he's really uh, made it a, a good point to, to focus on the fundamentals and make sure that I'm really solid in those areas um, because that really is, you know, the foundation of being a great quarterback is being able to do the little things better than everybody else. You know, throughout that time, you've obviously developed as a, a very good quarterback. Where do you think you've improved the most working with Dean? And where do you still think you need to improve to get better this year and in your future? I believe I've really improved the most uh, on my footwork um, because he spends um, so much time really focusing on that uh, when I was younger and even now. Um, I believe that my footwork is really um, something that I've been able to develop really well. Um, I believe that it, it's doing those simple things like making sure your footwork is right are the things that translate into the game the most and that allow you to make sure that when you are in the game, you don't have to think about things like that and you're doing it properly because you've done it a hundred times before. Um, so I feel like that's the one thing that he's really developed uh, with me um, is is my ability just to um, make sure that my footwork is clean in the pocket, um, making sure that I have pocket presence and that I can move around, making subtle movements to avoid guys, um, things like that. Um, and then I, I think overall the thing that, that any quarterback can be better at is um, you know studying film or reading defenses or making sure that you know what the other team is going to do, where they're bringing guys. Um, and, and I've always, you know, talked to him about that um, and, and just tried to overall be better at knowing defenses and, and being able to read defenses and what guys are going to be open on what plays because they're running a certain defense. And where do you think you need to get better going, getting through this year and then moving on to the Pac-12? Um. You know, I, I believe that everybody can can get better at watching film and reading defenses. I don't think that um, I don't think that there's anybody who is completely perfect, and and I, I believe that that shows in the fact that people still throw interceptions. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I think that if everybody was perfect in that area, then we'd never make a mistake. Um, so I, I believe that I can always be better in that area. I believe that it's something that. Um, um, I, I definitely will focus on moving forward that will make me a better quarterback. Um, and I'm also very fortunate that, um, that Matt Moore is now on our coaching staff and I have the ability to look at film with him and break it down the way he sees it. Um, him having so much experience in that area. Um, so I've been very fortunate to have him around this year so I can ask him questions like that and get better at watching film and get better at reading defenses. You're jumping ahead of me there now, but that's my next question. Matt Moore, UCLA, Oregon State, career in the NFL. Not many people have a former NFL quarterback on their coaching staff. What specifically does he do with you? Because 
he was a pretty darn good quarterback at Hart High School. And obviously, he made the NFL. What can he help you with specifically? Um, We we really worked a lot on um, preparation. Um, So in practice, we always go over the script of plays that we're going to be running, um, what uh, what defenders we're keying on, um, what guys we think are going to be open, um, depending on what defense the team that we're playing runs. Um, and so, so we he he's really taught me that um, and, and helped me um, to get better at the preparation part of the game, um, knowing that every every day during the week um, you always got to make sure that you're you're not wasting any time during practice, you know, that you're really, you're focused on what you're doing um, and that everything you're doing has a purpose. And so we always, we always do, whether it's little footwork drills or just reading through the script of plays that we're going to run that day, um, making sure that, um, that we're always knowing who we're keying on um, and that we're doing things with a purpose. And obviously playing at, at the next two highest levels, division one and in the NFL, I'm sure that he's seen just about every defense out there and can help you just break down the more. I'm not going to say simpler defenses of high school because some are pretty complex, but compared to the Pac-12 and the NFL, I think they're pretty more simple than at that level. 100%. Um, I think that definitely it's it's not the type um, of thing that uh, college or NFL defenses might run um, in terms of uh, complexity. And how how they are disguising coverages or changing their defense um, from down to down, um, but in any case, it, it's always good to um, be prepared for that sort of thing and make sure that you know um, whatever curveball the defense is going to throw at you, you know when really when to know it's coming and how to um, face it and and either check out of plays or um, or, or read the plays that you are running um, against the defense that you know is going to come. And in-game adjustments are probably pretty easy for him to see as well. So you come down, come out during a defensive possession, you come to the sidelines, and he's, you know, with the technologies that's out there today, it's pretty easy to script and see what they're doing where you can take advantage of something. Definitely. Um, have, having that technology on the sideline um, and being able to see the plays that you just ran um, right away when you get off of the sideline is very beneficial for us. Um, and it allows for those in-game adjustments. Um, uh, it, it really just allows us as an offense to um, change not only at halftime when we're talking, um, but really just on the fly from possession to possession. Mike Harrington has been the coach at Hart High School for a very long time. Knowing that you have a veteran coach on the sideline who's achieved so much success, you know, can't even count the number of league championships. I believe the number is six CIF championship. What is it like playing for him? And how uh, comforting is it to have somebody on the sidelines that's seen just about everything that a high school football game can offer? Uh, It's very comforting. I mean, I think that uh, the best way to um, look at it for me is I have a a tremendous amount of confidence in the plays that he's calling – um, I never question uh, what what plays he's calling because I know that there isn't a situation that he hasn't been in before. There isn't a defense that he hasn't seen. Um, so um, really um, his knowledge of the game um, and being in so many different situations um, allows me um, to really just settle in and know that whatever plays we are running, 
Um, he knows exactly what we're going up against and uh, the right way um, to go about, you know, picking apart the defense that we're going against. And a very calming influence too, because like, like myself, you know, Mike, we're a little bit older. We we're a little bit more calm. Does his calmness also help you when things are not going your way? hundred percent. I think the way, um, the best way to look at it is um, you never want to get too high or too low during a game. Um, you never want to um, be overly confident. Um, and so I think his calmness on the sideline um, and his ability to really stay even throughout the whole game, um, no matter you know what the score is or what the situation is, um, it, it really allows us as an offense and me as a quarterback to, to stay that way as well, to really stay even throughout the whole game and um, to approach everything play by play. Your father, Les, a tremendous golfer and a phenomenal golf coach. He's coached some very good players. Max Homa comes to mind, just won a PGA tournament a few weeks ago. And golf is an incredibly mental sport. Does your dad help you with your mental game at all? And and how does he? I believe that the game of golf itself um, helped me mentally. I think that... Um, one of the things that I really love about um, my relationship with my dad is that whenever we would go out on the golf course and play together, uh, it didn't feel like a uh, coach-player uh, scenario out there. It really felt like just I'm out there having fun playing golf with my dad. And so that was something that I always really loved, um, the fact that it was just kind of that father-son thing out there uh, rather than a coach-player. Um, and really he allowed me um, to go – to go through that process of, um, of, you know, playing the game of golf and, and seeing how it um, affects you mentally, uh, whether you shank a bad shot or hit a great one uh, three feet from the hole, um, you really just, you really got to be able to, again, stay even like we were just talking about. So uh, it's definitely helped me a lot um, playing the game of golf. Um, really, um, the mental side of it, um, it teaches you a lot about not getting too worked up over uh, bad shots or bad plays in games and things like that, and, and just having the ability to bounce back when things are going bad. So a great shot in golf is like a beautiful threaded touchdown <laughs> pass to somebody over yeah. the shoulder. And, yeah. and a shank in golf is kind of like throwing an interception where you look at it and think, wow, I, I should have never thrown that ball, yeah. right? Definitely. And when your dad hits a shot that's three feet from the hole, the shot before he was six feet from the hole, right? <laughs> exactly. So his his shot six feet from the hole is is equivalent to his interception. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, he's also a huge SC fan, and every time I see him on the golf course, <laughs> we always joke about it. Now that you've committed to Cal, how hard will it be to get him to switch allegiances and is he wearing the bear gear yet? And is he worn it out? In he, he is definitely wearing the gear, uh, the bear gear out in public. Um, he has a couple of shirts and a couple of hats, um, as well as my mom. Um, so we've really been sporting the gear ever since then. Um, and really, he hasn't had too tough of a time doing it. He hasn't gagged yet while putting on the shirt, so I think that's a good sign. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm happy because I'm tired of seeing that Cardinal and gold. I want to see some blue and gold from him when I get out on the golf course. Um, yeah, you didn't have a lot of scholarship offers, but then Cal comes up and offers. How did that whole process transpire? And what are they telling you about your future up in the Bay Area? Um, well, really what happened was uh, Coach Baldwin, um, who's the offensive coordinator, 
Um, he ended up coming down during spring ball um, to come watch me throw. Um, and he really has had a, a connection with Dean um, because Vernon Adams went to Eastern Washington and Coach Baldwin was the coach at the time at Eastern Washington when Vernon Adams was there. Um, so they have had a connection um, previously. Um, and so uh, Baldwin came down to watch me throw. Um, he really liked what he saw and in watching my film from last year, um, as well as seeing as how I've progressed physically over the offseason. Um he, he felt like I would be a really good fit for their offense. Um, and, and so he, 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 go, he went ahead and, and um, extended that scholarship offer to me. Um, and then I went up there and, and it really felt like a, the right place for me. Um, um, I really fell in love with the school um, and the coaching staff um, and the whole environment up there, really, um, and, and which kind of led to my decision to go ahead and commit. A couple of hard guys have gone up there before, Joe Cap. Mm-hmm. Kyle Bowler. So you're kind of continuing the heart mm-hmm. tradition up in Bearland. Definitely. Yes. And when I was up there, they have a, a, a Joe Cap uh, big sign with a quote of his on it. So um, that was pretty cool. I took a picture of that and uh, sent it to Coach Harrington. And, and Dean is, is so instrumental and Dean's got so many contacts out there. And, and Vernon Adams obviously played for Dean at Alamany. And uh, he's now in the Canadian Football League doing a great job. Yeah. Um, as far as the Foothill League goes, in the in years past, the big rivalry up here was Hart Canyon. Canyon has struggled the last few years. Is the rivalry now Hart Valencia up in the Santa Clarita Valley? I believe it is. I believe for the players on our team um, and the players on Valencia, that is how we view it. Um, I, I certainly believe that. Um, that's a game that I've circled on my schedule all four years, um, as the game. Um, so I think that, um, in our minds, it is, um, the rivalry game around here. Um, I know in the past it was previously, um, Hart Valencia, or I mean, uh, Hart Canyon. Um, and there is a lot of history, um, with that game. Um, so that's definitely not a game that we take lightly whenever we play them. We know they're going to come out fired up. Um, so we, we don't take any game lightly on our schedule. Um, but, but I do believe that in our minds, um, and in the minds of, you know, Valencia players, um, that that is, that is the big rivalry game for us. Yeah. And you've got to, you guys have a pretty tough schedule. You know, Muir's always a very athletic team. Burbank's pretty good. You know, you've got St. Bonaventure who you guys have played for. It seems like you play them every year, then Downey, then you get into Mm -hmm. league. That's not an easy schedule. How do you approach going into each game? I know you don't want to look forward and say, wow, we have these guys on our schedule. How do you go week to week? Um, really, it, it's just about taking it game by game and taking it day by day. Um, you can't look too far ahead in the schedule. You just have to focus on what's right in front of you. So whether that's you know the practice um, for that day um, or the game that week, um, you really just try not to look ahead. Um, and, and really focus on um, the task at hand. Um, and, and that way you really just keep yourself in the right mindset and you keep yourself just focused on um, the next most important thing, uh, which is that upcoming game for whatever week. And in the Valencia, let's go back to Valencia. They've won 10 league championships in a row and gotten the better of you guys the last few years. What is it going to take for you to beat them? And I don't want you to have to look ahead, but I know you guys have that game circled on your calendar. 
What's it going to take to beat them and reclaim the league championship for the Hard Indians? I think it's it's just execution, which is the same as any other game. Um, I think for us, we, we won't approach it any differently um, than we approach any game on our schedule this year. Um, it, it's really just about the preparation before the game, um, knowing what we're going up against, knowing what matchups we can win, um, what plays are, are going to be the best for us to run. Um, so I really believe that we just have to approach it like any other game, prepare like all the other games, um, and then go out and execute. And I'm, I'm looking down the road because I'm allowed to do that. I think that we might end up, if things go the way I think they're going to go, they've got a pretty tough schedule as well, that I, I'm thinking that maybe Prep Zone will be out there at that game. And it'll be fun uh, just to be back in the Santa Clarita Valley and see what might potentially be a league championship matchup. Last year, you throw for almost 3,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. You bring back a couple of wide receivers from last year. How important is it for you to have these guys with an already established connection, with an established relationship and chemistry? Very important. Um, you always want to be on the same page as your receivers. And um, the better connection that you have with your receivers, um, the easier it is in-game to know where they're going to be, um, what depths they're running their routes at, uh, what angles they're going to be breaking at, uh, their speed, uh, things like that. So that And that really just comes from the off-season work. Um, that comes from just consistently going out um, and throwing and running routes um, and getting to know them. Um, and then also that whole year of experience last year with some of those guys. Um, it always helps um, building that connection. Um, and it becomes extremely important in the games, um, having that connection and knowing they're going to be where you think they're going to be um, so you can execute plays. And then how do you indoctrinate the new guys, the kids coming up from JV or the guys that were juniors last year that are now seniors that you're now throwing the ball to? What's that like um, for you? It's, it's really just um, consistently throwing with them, um, making sure that in the offseason we are going out and we are throwing – um, and, and talking about the routes, talking about the angles that we're going to be breaking at. Um, so, so that way, when we do get into the season and um, and into you know game week, um, we both are on the same page about where the ball is going to be um, and, and what routes they're going to be running, um, things like that, um, the right depths. Um, so it just comes from trying to get as much work in with them in the offseason as possible. Um, that way we build that connection. Friday night you took on Carlsbad. Obviously, it was a tough one for you guys. What was the message that Coach Harrington gave you guys Saturday morning? Was it one of those, we're just going to throw the film away on this thing and move forward? Or was there something specific that he found that you guys really need to work on? You can never throw the film away from a game, um, especially one that we played um, on Friday, uh, there's always going to be something that you can take away from it. There's always going to be something that you can learn from it. Um, I think the message was really that um, to get into the film room, um, know what mistakes we were, what big mistakes um, we were doing, um, and then really just learn from it and move on to the next week. Uh, we got another tough matchup coming up. I know Muir has a lot of athletes, so um, we definitely have to uh, make sure that we prepare well during the week um, so that we can go out and, and have a better performance on Friday. What positives did you guys take from the game on Friday? Um, 
we didn't give up. I don't believe that there was a single player on our team at any point in the game that just threw in the towel. Um, and I think that that's something that you can always take away. Um, if we're making mistakes, we're doing it at 100%. We're doing it at full speed. Um, and we're not giving up on plays. So I think that that's something that you can always take into the next weeks um, and you can always take into the rest of the season, um, knowing that your guys are going to be given 100% no matter what point in the game um, we're at or um, if we're losing, winning, um, we're still going to be given it 100% and we're not going to be given up. When you looked at the film, did you see anything that Zach Johnson could have done better and say – I really need to work Definitely. on that. I think that that there's not even looking at the numbers. I think that just the fact that um, offense only put up 14 points um, is unacceptable. We can't do that um, and, and expect to have positive outcomes at the end of the game. Um, so, so I definitely have to do a better job of leading the offense. I definitely have to do a better job of um, making decisions, um, checking out of plays or um, – really just making more plays. I think that um, the fact that the offense only put up 14 points um, can't happen. Um, And I take that personally upon myself. Um, I think that I need to be better and I need to go out there um, and perform better so that we put ourselves in a position to win games. Now, once football season is over, you've got a whole nother semester you going to play golf? I believe I can't. Um, I don't know if my birthday um, um, allows me to do that. Um, I, I have to check on the rules on that. Um, there's also a chance that I will be graduating at the end of uh, first semester and going and uh, enrolling early um, and, and going and starting my uh, college football career um, that semester. Um, so I, I'm really just seeing seeing how it plays out. Um, both of those are a possibility. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, well, I was, I was going to come over to your house and I was going to offer you a scholarship to come to Golden <laughs> Valley. I can guarantee you a varsity <laughs> spot. Then you could just transfer back and graduate with your class. <laughs> well, if I, if I were going to be playing golf, I definitely uh, stay at heart. Um, <laughs> but I, I appreciate uh, the offer. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to get an advantage on people. <laughs> Uh, you know, golf was fun, and I remember you came out one year, and it was—it's just fun. I, I enjoy it, and I know you enjoy it, and you enjoy those times with your dad. Um, last thing for me, I want to do a fast five with you, and I want to just ask you five quick questions, and you give me your answers. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. What's your favorite food? Uh, pizza. Well, okay. What no, do you like on it? Pizza for sure. People say, people say pineapple oh, doesn't belong on pizza. I, I say differently. I think that it's the only thing that belongs on pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll let that one slide. Favorite subject in school? Favorite NFL gotta team? got to go with the hometown Rams. If you were not playing football or golf, what sport would you Most be playing? Most likely basketball. I played basketball my freshman year. Um, I, as well as golf. So, uh, and I ended up just sticking with football after that, but if it was not golf or football, I'd be playing basketball. And the food your mom makes that you either absolutely <laughs> love or when you walk in the house, you think, Oh, she's yeah. really making she that. Makes, she makes a, a beef salad with some Fritos in it. That is to die for. It's one of my favorites for sure. It has some sauce on it. It's 
oh, it's the best thing. I look forward to it every time. Well, you know, I, I, I may have to stop by and, and, and try <laughs> You're it You're welcome to. <laughs> it's very good. I'll, I'll work that out with your dad. Hey, Zach, thanks so much for joining me here on Believe. I look forward to watching you the rest of the season. Good luck at Cal. And, and like I said earlier, I, I hope to cover one of your games this year. It's always good catching up with you, and it's always a blast Thank catching up with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. If you didn't like the podcast, please let me know. I'm on Twitter at Tony Moskal, T-O-N-Y-M-O-S-K-A-L. Like us on Believe. We've got a whole lot of options for you to listen to. Subscribe to mine, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.